This is a great remembering. Uh, looking back, just remembering how God's worked and all the incredible things. You know, today uh, we're going to look at the second five years of this church's life, then next week the third, and then finally on the fourth week, um, the final five years. Roughly from the spring of 2006 to the, roughly to the spring of 2011, and it was an era in the church's life. Uh, when we moved into the building in the spring of uh, 2006, uh, the attendance just exploded. Um, how many of you were here for that? Yeah, so you know, the, the you know we we came from the Y. Probably our last couple weeks there, we had 350 people, something like that. Uh, by September of 2006, we had one service where we had over 900 people here, and so it was just we just doubled overnight, and that's an exciting thing. But uh, there are downsides to that too. Uh, our our infrastructure wasn't really in place to sustain that, but it, it was an exciting time. And we saw so many things happen in these, this five-year period. Uh, Alpha took off, just uh, really became a prime ministry here. We developed discipleship courses after Alpha, uh, life, a life worth living, a Sermon on the Mount, uh, divorce care and divorce care for kids, celebrate recovery. I'm just reading through a list here. Whiz kids, uh, we planted a church in Guatemala and continued to work there. We actually, during this five-year period, we did send Minor and Isis Cannell to Price Hill to plant a, uh, a Lavinia there. And so that was an exciting thing that happened in 2009. Um, we got involved in Zimbabwe during this season of time. We're still involved there. Children, uh, children's ministry grew so rapidly, we started uh, here with with you know the, the, the people we had within six months, we had to tear down walls, take over a couple extra rooms, and expand children's ministry because there were so many uh, families coming here. Um, so many, so many great things. I, I can't mention them all. Uh, a, a yard sale that we did that we raised fourteen thousand dollars on all church a yard sale. Built built two wells. And uh, we'll look at that a little later. One of the one of the real bright spots of this time was Flipside. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, it w it was just a happening happening ministry. In fact, the very first time we ever had people down front to worship was when Flipside came back from summer camp. Do you remember that? And they were all packed down here, jumping up and down, and, and because they had worshipped like crazy for a full week at camp, and and came back excited about that. And there's so many people here uh, to to recognize David, David and Daniel uh, Whitesell, um, uh, Craig Rolfs here, Sam Sweet, Jacob Harold, Stephanie Hunter, who's now Jake, uh, Stephanie Harold, uh, <laughs> Jacob Lammers, um, Emily Cocker, my daughter. Nick Hunter, who became a student leader, Tracy Brooks, Pam Helsher, um, Emily Gagnon, who was singing up here earlier. I think I saw some uh, a couple guys from the Lozier family here too uh, earlier today. So, so many. I, I wish I could name you all. There's one person I want to uh, acknowledge, though. His name was Bob Hood. And Bob, yeah, yeah. We're going to put a picture up of Bob. Can we, can we put the picture of Bob up? Bob was incredibly faithful, yeah, yeah. He went to be with the Lord, but uh, 
he was just a stellar servant of God, loved kids, loved teenagers, and just want to acknowledge um, you know, him for just a moment here and everything he did. But um, uh, it's exciting to have you all here. Uh, here's what I want to do. If you were a leader in Flipside, would you stand up right now? A leader. Look, look at that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you for, for building into the heart and life of this church as you did. Thank you for being here with us today uh, as well. Now, if you were a student in Flipside, uh, would you stand, please? There you go, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, we're just excited to have you all here, and uh, we're excited to be able to celebrate the history and life of this church together. So we're going to continue with that. I'm going to invite Wilson and Dale and Wendy to the stage. All right. So one thing he didn't say that's super important is that I met my wife during this lustrum, during this entire period. Tried to take her on a date, and our dads wouldn't let us because we were 13, but I persisted, and, you know, 15 years later, got her. So, <laughs> so yeah, we just want to spend some time right now sitting together. This is Wendy McMillan, Dale McMillan, obviously Van Carker, my dad. Wendy and Dale were the youth pastors here for many years, and then Dale was a worship pastor for a while, and now they live in uh, Frisco, Texas. Or is it not Frisco, actually? Aubrey, Texas now. Aubrey, Texas. So cool sounding. And um, they've it's planted- the horse a, capital of Texas. The oldest what? The horse capital. Oh, the horse Texas. capital. Yeah. Come on, I'll be darned. <laughs> if I had known that, I would have dressed differently. Um, <laughs> So Dale is actually going to preach today after we talk for a little while, but let's just welcome Dale and Wendy. Just cheer for him, love him. All right, so tell us, introduce to us a little bit, Dad and Dale, how you guys met. And there's a story <laughs> that I'm going to tell if you guys don't tell it, so. You want to go first? I'll go first. I'll, yeah. um, Dale started attending our church. Uh, when I found out that he was a former youth pastor, of course, you know my uh, ears perked up, and uh, I'm going to jump to I'm going to jump to hiring you, Dale. Okay, and um, <laughs> that's where I was so, going to. Yeah. So <laughs> in, in hiring Dale, um, I I had a group of parents interview him, and uh, really what we were offering was a part time job. Dale couldn't really couldn't take a part time job. And so these parents interviewed him, and they came to me, and they said, hire him. Whatever it takes, we'll pay for it. Hire him. And so... Um, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they liked you. Oh. So, Dale, what are some of your first memories of me and my dad and coming to your Northwest and everything? Yeah, so, so uh, my first memory, I'm going to embarrass you, okay? Um, I don't know, maybe you won't get embarrassed. But so uh, when Van interviewed me, um, you know, Van Van had a way of just trying to make sure people weren't too like religious, right? Like he wanted to make sure that you know uh, I had a yeah I could handle uh, things. But anyways, freedom. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, 
So we uh, went on an interview to Don Pablo's, which is now Kabuda, I think. And uh, we, when we went there, you know, I, I kind of had been in a background where it was not okay to have a beer. And uh, so we went out to eat dinner and I ordered, the waitress came up and I said, uh, I'll take a water. And uh, Van goes, I'll have a Budweiser. And, and I was like, it took me about 12 seconds before I went, excuse me, I'll have one as well. Thank you. And so anyway, that's my first memory of my interview with Van, but... Yeah, he passed, and it was a test, really. It Honestly, was. it was. It was. I yeah. normally don't drink beer at lunch. It was lunch. <laughs> but I did that. Just I just wanted to see how right, he was going right. to react Right, right, never. No, hey, no I, none of that ever. Never at lunch. I learned a lot that day, and I use that test now, too, believe me. <laughs> Wendy, what were some of your first thoughts coming into the basement of the YMCA where we were meeting at the time? My first thought was it was fun. I mean, you know, I was, um, yeah, I, there was a lot, I just, there was a lot of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was really cool. It was um, just a different, I just, just felt the freedom there and healing. Yeah. Yeah, we, you guys know the number one value of this church is that you guys are mercy driven. And uh, golly, man, I'm preaching already. I'm already going to cry. I mean, I, like I have so much going through my head, you know, but um, I have so many stories and so many things. I was like, you guys, you have 20 minutes today. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, the number one value in this church is that you guys are mercy driven. And we carried that to Texas and ours is a driving mercy. We had to change that a little bit, you know, but but man, I mean, when Wendy and I came into this church and experienced the mercy that Van had cultivated in this culture here, we just, we melted. We healed, you know, because we needed to. We had, you know, yeah, we just had, we were banged up. We were hurt. And when you're in an atmosphere where there's mercy, that's where you heal. You know, the opposite of that, you know, is an atmosphere where there's judgment and everybody goes like this, Right. And so when we came into this culture, when we came into this church, man, we just, it's like you exhale and suddenly you start to grow and suddenly you start to heal. And that's what happened to us when we came here. And we're so thankful for that. And now I just preached a part of my message. So I don't know what I'm going to say in 20 minutes, but anyway. I'm sure you have plenty Something of other things to, my mind. to say. That's so good. Um, who's been impacted by the mercy or felt that before at this church? Awesome. If you haven't, then how dare you not raise your hand right now? Yeah. They're not paying attention. <laughs> uh, so how did Flipside, this, so this is the old youth group logo. How did Flipside get its name? So in the beginning, in 2004, when we got here, uh, we were in the resource center. That's what it was called. And so we, you know, we got together, just a few of us. It was like Anna Strecker, Maria Hunter. Um, I'm sorry if I'm not naming you, but uh, we, Emily, your daughter, and we kind of all got together and we were like, hey, we need a name for our youth group, right? And I remember actually Cody Strecker was there. Is that Anna's older brother? Yep. He was there and his idea was grape jelly. <laughs> I, I just remember this to today because I was trying to be like, you know, merciful to all of them. And, and I was like, uh, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that'll work. Um, but skateboarding was big then. You know, and it's, it's, it's kind of making a comeback, but, you know, then it was really huge. And I thought flip side, that's really cool. You know, our verse was 2 Corinthians 5, 
12, uh, 17, 17. That's what I was testing you guys. And, uh, um, you know, it says in the message version, it says anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. And so that's where flip side came from. Cause it sounded like a, a skateboard. I mean, you know, you got to go with cool when you're working with kids. So there you go. That's What's currently cool is student revival. Yeah, it is cool. So revival is now. cool. I'm down with revival. Come bro. on. Yeah. All right. Um, just hitting a couple of things in my mind that were significant about Flipside summer camp. How did you guys get the idea for that? And we can't talk too long about this, but like, just yeah. talk a little bit about it. Um, we had been doing camp like this. We were we were youth pastors at Church on Fire before we worked here. If you know where that's at in Harrison. And uh, we had been doing camp there. And uh, that's actually how Josh Gangloff and Emily Gangloff, who just sang on the stage, met, if you know those guys. Uh, was Let's because... just give it up for Emily really quick. Amazing worship. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. <laughs> so they, you know, Josh came over uh, because he knew us to help us kind of get camp started and kind of bring that kind of, you know, understanding of how we did things. And, and so we started developing camp and then just slowly but surely, I mean, all the leadership and, and man, I have to say kudos to a pastor like Van who was like, I mean, every year. It was amazing. He, he was like, Dale, what's the budget? And I was like, I need a lot of money. And he was like, okay. And, and he really was every year. It was just like graciously, you know, he, he saw how kids' lives changed, I think. And, and was always, you know, supportive of us. And, yeah. and so we, we did. We just, it just got better and better year after year, as everybody knows. And kudos to David Weitzel, because this guy came in and was, he's just an amazing photographer and videographer. And we all have these amazing videos to look at on YouTube. And I've, I mean, I have a youth pastor now, and she's like, well, what did you do at camp? I'm like, well, let me show you. So, and she's just like, oh my gosh, your camps were amazing. And I'm like, you know, they were. And they were awesome. it wasn't because of us. It was because of just an amazing team and support of an amazing pastor. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, good for David, too. Come yeah. on. David Weitzel, baby. David and Danielle. For sure. So thankful for that, bro. All right. Any last remarks about Flipside? Because we're going to burn this after the oh, yeah. service today. I was, gonna, I was just telling Wendy, that would look great in my office anyway. <laughs> I don't no. think we could burn it. Yeah, I don't think you could burn it. <laughs> um, just, you know, just, I, I don't know. What did pl- you see happening, Dad, with Flipside? I, I saw the, uh, the teens learning to worship and uh, just the, the, the incredible significance of that is worship and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I think that was something that uh, Dale and Wendy brought really hugely uh, to the church. So true. First time I was ever baptized in the Holy Spirit was at a summer camp. Yeah. I, lo- I love seeing, that was my favorite part, was just seeing the, the teenagers' hearts and lives just change. Yeah. I mean, right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. They're the greatest years, you know, of, of ministry for me. You know, just thinking about the way kids' lives change and, and seeing them now. I mean, some oh of you guys gosh. now are walking around with kids and Caleb Sullivan's married. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, everybody's getting old, especially me. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see how God has used that, you know, and it's so exciting to see what God's doing in this church now and, 
uh, all of the, the young adults and youth that are, you know, bringing the, you know, the spirit of God and it's awesome. So anyway, it's, yeah, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for my time here. Yeah, it, it was great to have you here. I just want to say this, the whole budget thing Dale talked about wasn't quite as easy as he remembers. <laughs> That's, that's why you didn't get those Air Jordans that one yeah. summer will, you know? That's right. <laughs> Dang Air Jordans. Um, oh, man. All right, so flip side was amazing. I just want to highlight a couple of the things that were, uh, like, filling, the, filling in some of the space of the mercy value and the mercy-driven value. We were really involved at this time with a ministry, an organization called Wiz Kids, where there's a whole segment of our church, Karen Hunter down here, Barb yeah. Hirsch, um, just and others I can't think to name, so, super committed to tutoring uh, children in the community. Not children mm -hmm. from our church, but children in Chlorine Township and just relentlessly helping them learn and um, get stuff that maybe they weren't getting at home. As well, Celebrate Recovery. You mentioned some of this, but Celebrate Recovery and Divorce Care were kind of two staple ministries mm -hmm. where we saw so many people come in um, and get healing. And then also, this was a time of a lot of... Uh, Missions work. One, uh, uh, some missionaries, like, in the United States for, came and planted a church in Price Hill. A Guatemalan couple, oh, yeah, Minor Nicest Canal, and the, the La Vina that's happening in um, Price Hill still today. We were part of helping that, mm -hmm. God's feet. But a highlight is when we helped raise money for a well in Zimbabwe and Nigeria. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that, just to kind of wrap this phase up. And jump in, Dale, when you, when you remember stuff. Yeah, that, that was, um, the, the whole concept was developed by Ray Strecker, who led a team that, uh, uh, it was an amazing thing. The number of items that people from the church gave to be sold at a garage sale, which we typically don't reach out to the community and ask them to help us, you know, by buying stuff or anything like that. But we were doing this to drill wells in Africa, and we made that w very well known that you buy this TV, you know, you're helping drill a well in Africa. And so uh, we raised $14,000 in this incredible yard sale, and we were able to uh, put a well in Zimbabwe where uh, there's a prison, and where there are prisons, little villages uh, crop up around the prison because the family members have to be there to provide for their family member in prison. And so they had no well there for the prison or for this village, and we drilled a well there, and also in Nigeria. And do you want to watch that video? Yeah. Let's, let's play that video right now. We have a video from the people in Nigeria that they sent to us to say thank you. That's the well. Wow. Wow. That song was something that they wrote, and it, in effect, it was saying something like, Thank you, Vineyard Northwest. So that wow. was their thank you to us. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, well, we want to give Dale some time to preach here, but just to close this segment, kind of tagging back on Flipside, would again, everyone that was involved in Flipside and Amplified and everything just stand up in any capacity? You're a, 
you served in it or you're a student in it. So we, and then Dale and Wendy, will you just pray over all of us and just bless us and then yes. preach? Um, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that your presence would fall right now. And I thank you so much for each one of these people, God, that gave time, God got involved and grew and are now leading families and leading ministries. And, and God, it's, it's so awesome to see the way that this church has, has stretched and grown and is affecting the world, or not grown. Yeah, grown, not grown like grown, but grown like grown. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you should go to my church. It's terrible. Anyway, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> thank you for the way that they've grown. God, I pray that uh, they would continue to grow and they would continue to go forward, God. They would continue to carry your grace that you've showered on their life into this world. And God, they'd be generous with it. And God, that you would then begin to grow the ministries and the lives that are around them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Am I going now or, oh no. Well, I'm going to uh, introduce Dale here in just one second. But first, I want to remind you, we have a banquet coming up. The banquet's going to be on May 8th. It's going to be a big celebration. You do have to register ahead. There is a small cost for it, but it's going to be a great night. I encourage you to come. And um, we're, we are going to receive an offering for the church plant in Finneytown. And Finneytown Church Plant is underway. Sarah's making headway, working hard at that. And really interestingly, um, uh, Dale left here in 2012 to plant a church in Texas. And they have persevered, and they have uh, they've kept going, trusting God. They're doing really well right now, and just really thankful for that. But uh, we thought, as part of our 20-year anniversary, how great would it be to plant another church? And so uh, that's what we're going to do. And we'll, we'll talk to you more in more detail about how to give and, uh, and, um, and how to be involved in that. Dale, stand up, would you please? I'll do it. Okay, so Dale is uh, the prototype. One of the <laughs> things we're called to as a church is to have wounded leaders come and receive healing. And uh, I didn't really realize that until we were sitting here, that you were probably the first one. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So thankful for you, Dale, uh, your friendship. Uh, I would look at Dale, and I would just say this. This is all I'm going to say. He's the pick of the litter, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. Dale McMillan. Uh, thank you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, hey, man. i tell you what. It is so good to be here. I'm going to try and do this without crying, but that isn't going to happen. But we'll try. You know, I, being back here and uh, just seeing all you guys is just, I mean, my heart is overwhelmed with emotion, gratitude. Uh, I watched your guys' service last week and I watched, you know, as, as all of the founding members were honored. And, you know, we're in the stage, uh, Wendy and, and I, my wife and our kids, we have planted a church in Texas and for eight years, we've been doing set up and tear down. And how many of you guys remember the YMCA and setting up and tear down? You remember that? I remember when they moved us up to the gym and we had to roll out mats on the floor so we didn't damage the gym. You guys remember that? When I think about the founding members of this church and what they sacrificed for all of us to be sitting here today, it overwhelms me. At, 
at my church in Texas, when I watch people come in and I watch them doing those things, as I was watching the service last week, I was just, I was sitting, I basically finished preach, preaching at my church, came home, sat down in my office, and I turned on to watch the video, and, and I was overwhelmed. You know, uh, there was a point where Wilson was sharing with, you know, when they were on the couch, if you guys remember, and Wilson said, I just remember, what I remember is that I really wanted to be homeschooled. But I said to mom, mom, I really want to be homeschooled. And he heard his dad yelling from the front seat or something like that. Wilson, don't you know I need your mom's help? Do you want this church to make it? (laughs) And I laughed in my office after I heard that. And then I cried. (laughs) Anybody ever say something to you that just is so for you, so your life that it just, you laugh and you cry and you're just full of emotion. We just sent our kids back to public school. (laughs) They were homeschooled for three years and that's what we wanted to do. But yeah, we hit that point. We were like, you know what? I, th- I think we got to do this now because the church is, is really beginning to grow. And guess what? We're buying property. Come on. Am- amazing people in our church are sacrificing so much and selling us a piece of land for a I mean a fraction of the cost of what it's worth and God is doing miraculous things and we're excited. You know, I really get it now, Van. I, I'm, I feel like I'm like the kid, right? Some of you have kids that uh, they're knuckleheads right now and you're thinking someday you're gonna get out there and then you're gonna look, at, look back at me and be like, oh man, I get it now. That's me. I'm looking back at Van and going, man, I get it now. But you know, uh, I really need to correct something here today. But I want to start with this. I heard something last week that I have to correct. And and I'll be honest with you, Van, I had six or seven people come up to me after the service and say, I'm so glad you did that because I thought the same thing when I heard it. And you all already know what I'm talking about. Bet some of you do. But listen, I want to ask you a question. The grace of God is what's showered down on this church. And the grace of God, it shows up in many different ways, all the things that we experience through this church. And I want to ask you to stand if you've experienced this thing that I name. I want to ask, would you please stand if you've experienced mercy at this church? I mean, I want you to, you know, be serious. Don't just, oh yeah, I got to stand because I'm a Christian. If you've experienced mercy here, please stand up. If you've experienced comfort here, would you please stand up? If you've experienced love here, provision here, would you please stand up? Somebody provided for you through ministry somehow. If you've received a challenge here to grow, if you've grown here, would you please stand? If you've been encouraged here, if you got healing here through prayer, would you please stand up? If you experienced God's presence here, would you please stand up? Van, come on up here. Please, please, sir. I do that to my worship leader at home. I'm like, I'm like, his name's Houston Rogers. Go figure, right, Texas. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Houston, get up here. <laughs> or Houston, come up here. I'm like, I mean, Houston, please come up here. Anyway, sorry, Van, please come up here. Um, uh, hey, can I just say? Yes. Lori would be here with me, but um, she, she planned with a great team, and they had a retreat this weekend that went really well. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the splash thing? Pardon me? The splash thing? It was called Splash. Yeah, right? awesome. Yeah. I was watching that. Or, and, you know, uh, hearing about it. 
Cool. So um, she went to the retreat not feeling well. She woke up this morning exhausted and feeling worse. So pray for her that she gets better soon. But uh, she would be here otherwise up on stage with her. All right, right okay, now. we're going to do this, okay? All y'all, please stand. Please stay standing if you've received those things here at this church. I did this in the first service, and I said, Van, look. Because I'm going to repeat Van's words from last week. Are you ready? He said, as a leader, I'm okay. I'm average. As a preacher, I'm decent sometimes, not so decent others. That's okay because nobody gets to where they are on their own. All of that's true except for the first part of the statement. He said, I'm a leader that's okay, just average. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, I'm doing this very humbly. And, and uh, you know, I, I just want you guys to answer that question. Is that true? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, listen, after the service, there were so many people that came up to me and said, uh, uh, Don came up to me. Uh, I can't even name all the names, but people came up to me and they said, they said, I'm so glad that you did that because Van is such an awesome leader. Don Keister. Give me a hug again. I love you. Hey, we wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for the sacrifice. You know, I saw. <sighs> I'm walking in your shoes now from what you did when you planted this church. And I, I saw that picture of you and Lori sitting on that couch. And you know what you looked? You looked tired. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, because of the sacrifice of Lori and Van, and the sacrifice not just that they made, the sacrifice that Will and Emily and their kids all made, because I'm telling you, a pastor's family sacrifices a lot. And it's hard sometimes. I'm telling you, I've had moments where I'm like, this isn't fair, God. My kids get treated differently because they're pastor's kids. You know, my kids miss out on lots of things because they're standing on the sidelines just watching me minister to the people of our church. And my kids are awesome. They love Jesus and they're ministers in our church. My daughter plays on the worship team. My son is a small group leader in children's church and I'm telling you, I am so proud. I wouldn't have them be raised any other way. They'll be the first ones to pick up a table and go and do it, and it's awesome. So anyways, Van, I love you, and you are an absolutely amazing leader. That has, that has truly sacrificed so much. And you know what, we're not great leaders because of all the flashy hype, things that, right? Like we, we don't see things the same way the world does. What we measure as sacrifice in this world, or excuse me, as success in this world is not how God sees things. He sees humility. He sees sacrifice. He doesn't see numbers, right? Like, oh, if we have this number, then we're great. Then we're successful. No, that's not it. And man, you have sacrificed so much and you're an amazing leader. And you are allowed to sit down now. <laughs> you, all of those things that we just talked about are the grace of God. The grace of God 
uh, grace in the New Testament is, it's defined like this. It says uh, in the Greek, it's defined the state of kindness and favor towards someone. By extension, gift, benefit, credit, words. What qualifies as God's grace? Literally every truly good thing in your life. Everything. Every good thing that is in your life, it's because of God. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, coming from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change. You know, we get grace and mercy. We, we have a hard time, like, what is grace? Like, I have a hard time grabbing a hold of that word. Like, what is it and what is mercy? I, we get those words mixed up. Listen, here's a really short, easy way to remember the difference between grace and mercy and understand what they are. Grace is you receive what you don't deserve. Mercy is you don't receive what you do deserve. You got me? Y'all with me? When I came to this church, I was in a very banged up, hurting, angry, truly place of my life, and I received mercy. You guys know the number one value of this. You guys know all the values of this church, right? All three, right? Number one is we're mercy driven. And when I came here, I received this mercy that was like, and, and listen, I got to be honest with you. When I was here, I was, you know, when I, I was coming out of a hurt situation and angry, I was, I was kind of a stinker, honestly. I can remember sitting in staff meeting even. I told the first service this when I first got here. And I was like, look, I'm, I was so angry and so hurting inside. That I was like, look, I'm, I'm just here to get a paycheck. I'm not, I'm not here to contribute at all. I know how to do youth ministry in my sleep. I remember thinking things like that. I was angry. I was bitter. I'll make this youth group happen, no problem. A hot mess. And I received mercy. And I received mercy. And you know, when you're in an atmosphere of mercy, you know what can happen? You can let your guard down. When you're in an atmosphere of judgment, self-righteousness, you're right? Y'all been to that church? When you're in that kind of atmosphere, everybody goes like this, right? But when you're in an atmosphere of mercy, you can exhale and you can go, man, I'm a mess. I love those words in that song. <laughs> I can let God know exactly who I am because he already knows. We are called to be pioneers of that grace. All those gifts, all those things that I just talked about and more, we are called to pioneer God's grace. We're called to take his grace to this earth. I want to read some scripture to you really quick if you have your Bible. 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10. If you have your cell phone, whatever, grab it, get it out. I think it'll be up here. It will. 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10, this is Peter, and he's talking to, this is the Apostle Peter, he's talking to the five churches in Asia Minor, and he's encouraging persecuted Christians, and this is what he says. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Y'all feel that? Yeah. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Y'all feel that? <laughs> Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Here's the good part. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Stewards, what does that mean? The word stewards is defined this way uh, in the New Testament. It means entrusted with. It means manager of or administer. 
We are called to reciprocate. What do we do when we receive grace? What do we do when we receive this mercy and this love and the presence of God on our life? What are we called to do at that point? We are called to reciprocate. We are called to bring God's grace to this earth. We're carriers of his grace. I love that line in the song, right? Or no, it wasn't the song. It was the declaration. When people get around me, they know about Jesus. You know why? Because I know about Jesus. Right? Come on, man. We're called to be generous with God's grace. Generosity. Stop thinking about money, okay? This isn't that message. Generosity. We're called to be generous with God's grace. But generous, you know, generosity speaks to that kind of I get to mentality, doesn't it? That I get to, right? Like today, I get to be here. I get to be here and I get to look over there at Will and Luke. I get to to be here at this church today and I get to worship God and I get to serve. And then, you know, there's that other group of people, right? You know, the I I have to's, right? I'm a pastor, so I wouldn't know about that group, but some of you guys might because every day I wake up, I'm like, I get to. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm supposed to preach the truth. So let me back up here for just a second. That's not true. But you know, the I have to is I have to go to church today. I got to read my Bible. I got I to gotta pray. I mean, I'm a Christian. I mean, that's what they do. I got to, I have to. Instead of I get to, I get to serve on the welcome team today. I'm going to stand at that door and people are going to come in and they're going to feel so welcomed. They won't even know what to do with themselves. I get to be on the welcome team. I get to make the coffee. Listen, I'm telling you what. The coffee connoisseur in this church is Tyler Brown. He is why for 20 years we've had amazing coffee in this church. Serious, I'm just saying, I'm not, that's not a joke. It's dead serious. But I get to be the person that makes the coffee. I get to serve in this area and that area. And if you're thinking in your mind, man, I want to be more like that. Like I want my life to be, I get to. Listen, when you're around people who are like, I get to, it's contagious, isn't it? It's like, they're fun to be around. Like those are the people I want to, like, let's be honest. None of us want to be the I have tos, do we? We don't. And if you're thinking you want your life to be more like that, there's only one way to do it, and that's just be generous. How do you get generous? You be generous. It's not something that falls out of the air and hits you in the head and you become generous. It's not like that. As you become generous, your life changes and and suddenly your perspective broadens and suddenly your life, you look back and you've changed and you're like, what happened? God is healing you through your generosity. So many of us will go see a counselor, right? We'll read a book, we'll pray, we'll talk to someone. Those are all great things to do, except that they can all be self-focused. Go serve and see what happens and serve with an I get to attitude and see what happens. Generously spill the gifts that God has poured into your life onto the world and your life will change. You won't need a counselor. I don't, don't take that at my word, okay? <laughs> but listen, your life will change. What's the third value of this church? <laughs> Come on. Outwardly focused. As we focus our hearts outwards, God just changes us. There is truly a very generous way to, uh, a very generous outlook 
on the way you look at things in life. And there is a very stingy outlook as well on your words, your time, your mercy, even your prayer can be very stingy and self-focused or it can be very generous. Proverbs eleven twenty four says this, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. As we're generous and we become pioneers of God's grace, you know what happens? Not only does our heart change, but we begin to take territory for the kingdom of God. Come on. Like as you're generous with the grace of God and it goes out from you because see, God shared it with you. You could have come into this church and not experienced mercy, but because Van and Lori decided in the very beginning that this is who we're going to be. Their vision was we're going to be merciful. Dale McMillan entered these doors and experienced mercy and I changed. And all that has happened in my life has been a byproduct of what God is doing through this church and other places, but God has used this church to be a part of changing me and sending me forward. And now you guys are pouring out your grace in Texas. And now you're gonna do it in Finneytown. Come on. And I am just here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, Grant and Sarah need help. <laughs> They're gonna be tired. When we become pioneers of the grace of God, we begin to take territory for Jesus. And it doesn't have to be literal territory like we're gonna go plant a church. It can be right here in this house by serving, by giving a prophetic word. You alter the course with God's help, alter the course of someone's life who's ready to, I don't know, commit suicide, who's gonna walk out of here and go do something, and instead you're obedient to Jesus and you share a word, you're generous, I get to give this prophetic word to this guy. And so often you don't even know what happens afterwards, but sometimes you get to know. God wants to use us that way. You know, some of the most recent territory that has taken place in this church, uh, I want to share a story with you. We, we do Sockham in our church. Do you guys know what Sockham is in this church? <laughs> I'm kidding. We do Sockham because we want to be like y'all. Um, but truly, we do Sockham, and we're in our second year, and uh, our youth pastor does our uh, activations, and they were doing activation one night, and... Um, uh, we do it on Sunday nights at our house and they're doing activation and this, this family that has been just, you know, just radically loved and felt kind of the same thing, mercy in our church. She stands up, she's in Sockham. I mean, I, it's like one of those people that grows like 10 years in like a month. You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen that where the Holy Spirit can just grow somebody so fast? That's what's happening to this, this sweet lady and her family. And she stands up. They're, what they decided for activation was that that night they were going to te give testimony. Like this is our testimony. And um, she starts sharing about how this church has saved her life and saved her family. And that the moment that she knew that that was the case was she walked into children's church and she saw her little girl, Ava, who's five or, what is she, six? Six years, seven. Thank you, Elisa. Elisa babysits her. <laughs> seven years old, and she's worshiping Jesus because our children's workers teach them to worship Jesus. And she's in there worshiping Jesus, and she just lost it. 
and started crying. And she stood up and she said, that's because of you and Wendy, or you and Dale, Wendy. That's because of you guys. And then my mom's in Sockham and she's like, and that's because of you, Rose. If it wasn't for you, Dale, and Wendy wouldn't be here. And then my mom altered the conversation a little bit. And she said, that's because of Van. That's because of Vineyard Northwest. Y'all, come on, man. As we get to be generous with the grace of God, as we do that, we change lives. We change lives. And that's what it's all about. Amen? Amen. If you guys would, stand with me. It's 104. That's, I was close. <laughs> Missed it by a minute but I'm not done. <laughs> I, I am, but I'm just going to pray a prayer. That's all I'm going to do. So here's, yeah, poor tri- you know, I know about them poor children's workers. They're not just poor children's workers. When you show up late, they tend to, you're in trouble. I'm just saying. So let's get to it. Listen, I really felt like the Holy Spirit said to me that there were people here today that want to have a, I get to mentality. Like I want to shift in my life, man. I'm not talking about just, oh, I heard a really cute message today and yeah, I'll stand with everybody else. I'm talking about in your heart, you wanna shift. I wanna be an I get to person. I wanna be a part of the kingdom of God being spread out on this planet. Listen, we want revival, that is how it happens. It can't just be Wilson, it can't just be Luke, it can't just be Van, it can't just be Keenan, right? It can't be just, that can't, that's not enough. We are all... We're in the vineyard, and guess what? Everyone gets to play. All right? We all get to play. And so if that's you, if you're somebody that's, you know, if that's all of you, that's cool. But if that's you and you're somebody who's saying, look, I'm, I'm done playing around. I'm done feeling sorry for myself. I'm done saying I have to. I want to. I get to be a part of what God's doing on this planet and through this church. Would you just put your hands out in front of you like this? And I'm just going to pray a prayer of you and invite the Holy Spirit uh, to change you, to change your heart. Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. God, we get to be a part of what you're doing on this planet. It is the, the most ultimate privilege there is. And I pray right now, God, that you would shift our hearts. There would be a shift right now, right now. In Jesus' name, a shift. I pray, Holy Spirit, that right now, our hearts would be shifted to, we get to be a part of this. This is a party. This is awesome. This is what you're doing, Jesus. And we get to be a part of it. Lord, give us that mentality right now in Jesus' name. Amen.